What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Our special guest will be Major League Wrestling CEO Court Bauer. He's got some big news about MLW. And don't forget to check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. That's WrestlingTWT. And don't forget our YouTube page, YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And we've got all the merch, the T-shirts, the hoodies. We've got the mugs, the tumblers. Whatever you need is right there. Check it out on my link tree on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram. You click the link and boom, you're right there. All the merchandise represent your favorite pro wrestling podcast. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday emanating from right here in the wrestling capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. Here's my conversation with Court Bauer right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. As promised, the CEO of MLW is Court Bauer joining me, Jonathan Hood, on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday here in Chicago. Don't forget you can catch MLW on YouTube. Look for Major League Wrestling, also on BN Sports. And Court joins me here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Court Bauer, thanks for joining me. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back with some big news. Wait, you have big news? Okay, oh, so, yeah, we do. All right, all right. So I, I got this message. I don't know what's going on, but I know that there is some news going on with your company. Um, you, what's going on? Well, I'm here to break the news that finally we're coming back home, sweet home Chicago, July 16th. After two and a half years, it's going down at Cicero Stadium, our home. Uh, we've had some of our biggest fights, and we're going to be a stacked card to chicago this summer and we're excited to kick things off here on the show and talk about it that is awesome july 16th you're returning and the venue cicero stadium ah cicero stadium that's right the home of mlw i'm so happy to have mlw back if you weren't returning this year court bar i just would have blocked you (laughs) I was getting those threats from you for a while. We got to make this happen. We got to make this happen. I mean, Chicago, Chicago has been so good to us and it's given us our, I mean, we've shattered all our records for attendances in Chicago. Yes. It's such, it's historically, it's been such a hotbed Cicero stadium for over a, probably almost a century now has hosted some great wrestling. So we're, we're, we're ready to get back in there. We're, we're touring regularly again and Chicago is a huge, huge market for us and, and, it's going to be exciting, and you know we're going to have at least four to five title fights on this card. Uh, we've expanded our roster with some big free agent gets recently, like Killer Cross, and a few more on the way very soon. And we'll have Fat Two and Hammerstone, several big guys on the show, and it'll be a huge fan appreciation show for us. It'll be a pre-show meet and greet for all of the ticket holders. Uh, former NFL player E.G. Naduka will be in the house. Cesar Duran and talking with them. He's bringing Mexico's best luchadors, including the Los Parks, Microman, the greatest wonder in the world, Erez, Aramis, and some luchadors you may have only seen on TV in Mexico, but have yet to cross the border. It's going to be a big show. That, that's really awesome. Uh, any date for pre-sale tickets or when tickets go on sale? Yes, tickets go on sale on Tuesday, March 1st at 10 a.m. local time central. Uh, 10 a.m. at mlwgo.com and the tickets fan appreciation they're starting at ten dollars it costs more to go to a movie but we want to roll out the red carpet for our fans in chicago it's been a while and we want you all to come out to the show so ten dollar tickets the big tv taping set a reminder tuesday march 1st at 10 a.m 
Tuesday, March 1st at 10 a.m. I will be there. Hope that you're going to be there as well for Major League Wrestling making its return to Chicago. It's been too freaking long. Finally, MLW has returned to Cicero Stadium. What a great venue where the sound is just... First of all, the fans are right on top of the wrestlers, and then the sound in that place, man. Just it, it resonates so big, so that's why I cannot wait. July 16th. Uh, you know it's going to be hot, Court. I've, yeah. I've, we've been there before, and it's going to be a hot crowd, that's for sure. No, I'm pumped for it, and it's such a great time for MLW. We've reloaded, we've expanded our roster. Uh, it's a huge roster. We've got guys like King Muertes on the roster now. Uh, Richard Holiday and Alicia Toot, what a transformation they've undergone recently. Uh-huh. Uh, 51-50 with Conan, it's like a new era LAX. It's it's a it's a good time to check out MLW. We've never had such a stacked roster. Guys like Enzo Mori, you name it, they're all here. I want to ask you about the transition for Alex Hammerstone now as the heavyweight champion of MLW. We've seen we've seen him uh, for a while in MLW. How has he right. evolved to in your eyes now as the MLW champion? I've been holding on to that title for a while now. Right. Yeah, I think you know Hammer has been waiting for this moment. Uh, knowing that he was entering the title picture when the pandemic hit and then, you know, the brakes come on. So you're in a, you've got this momentum. You want to sustain it as an athlete. And then you got to be able to just wait and, 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 and get that big title fight. And then he, you know, he wins the battle riot, punches his card to a title match at Fightland in, in the fall, and wins the title. Topples, the guy was undefeated in MLW since he debuted in Chicago, Jacob Fatu. So, you know, it, it's been a huge year for him because it's, it's been a tough year. His, his girlfriend uh, has, has, has been fighting cancer. He's been dealing with this. Uh, you know, he's definitely been going through a lot of challenges. And to see someone that can emerge with all that pressure on him and become the franchise of the company, not many guys can are, are pressure-proofed like that. I've seen it when I was at WWE. There are guys that you anoint as the next big thing. Not, not indicating Brock Lesnar, but you know, you think they're going to be the guy. And some of them break and shatter under the pressure. Some of them thrive. And John Cena was a great example of that. Uh, and they want to run with it. And, and so, you know, Alex is, Alex Hammerstone's been a very special guy. Uh, similar to Fat too, just they were ready to go. And as soon as you gave them that opportunity, it was a green light and they weren't looking back. It's really interesting where we get this phrase, the forbidden door, as if MLW right. was not the forbidden door, you know, for the last five plus years. I just, I find it fascinating that we get this phrase and it becomes popular when you've allowed free agent talent to come in, show what they can do, you know, sign a deal or just uh, be part of the company in one way, shape or form. What, what do you think of that phrase? And I, I've got to ask you, like, don't you feel like you're one of the originators of this for a while? Well, I, I think, you know, any great promotion wants to give the fans the best fights you can. And and sometimes it's all on your roster, but sometimes you want the flexibility of say, hey, you call for us All Japan, and, and we bring in Tajiri and put him in the mix for the World Middleweight Championship, which you won. And and then there are times we try to work stateside with other companies, and it's a little harder uh, than, than international. Um, there's a different language barrier happening, and it's just trying to align strategically with the best goals and how does that work with, with both companies' interests in mind because uh, it's a very competitive landscape right now. There's 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 times that I look at, well, how can you collaborate with another company? We've, we've talked to different companies, um, name them, we've talked to them, but the challenge is how does this work and benefit us equally, if not more than the other people on the other side of the equation? 
And that's where it gets still tricky, along with now you're opening the door to tortious interference and with the, the, the market being so readily available with talent, it, it can get tricky. Free agency, when we do what we do now with our open door policy, we're just trying to make the best matches we can with the biggest star power we can, give people those dream those dream matches in the arena. And and so with that open door policy, we've kind of been able to bypass the middleman, the other promoter, uh, and just go directly to the talent and let the talent say, hey, we, we this is what we're thinking. What are you thinking? And if they like the match... You know, they love having more say and less controls involved than, than having another person handcuffing them in the, the discussion about what they can and cannot do and what should they do because uh, there's another party with their own interests. So our, our, open po- our open door policy has been nice because we kind of elegantly danced around having to deal with another level of politics, which, you know, in any sport is a thing, but especially in, in wrestling, it's just immersed with politics. Uh, speaking of the Forbidden Door, as we record this, if it's on the internet, it must be true, regarding Cody and Brandy Rhodes no longer with AEW. What was your initial reaction to that? Well, I, I think with anyone, when they look at free agency, it's it's a timing thing, and, and you want to maximize your, your, your leverage. And I think Cody's done a great job in building his leverage and building his, his resume. And if you look where he was five years ago when he embarked, six years ago when he embarked, on entry free agency from WWE, you know his his goal was to emerge as a bigger star with more value and be able to get a better deal with more guarantees involved from a creative and a cash perspective. And I think you look back and you think at the last six years, he's checked off all those boxes. He's he's definitely enriched his 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 value, uh, his interest, his awareness from where he was as a as a contributing player in WWE then to where he evolved into a major presence, not just before the crowd, but behind the scenes for AEW. Uh, and he's, he's, he's impacted a lot of talent in a very positive way. He's branched out into reality TV. Um, I, he's very ambitious, like, like his father was, and he's been able to convert that into true success. It's one thing to have the goals. It's another thing to be able to pull together and, and execute, and he's done that. Uh, I'm, I know that you have his number. Will you call Cody Rhodes? Well, I, I will say this. I, I texted and wished him congratulations on entering free agency. Uh, and, you know, we'll see where he, he ends up. My guess, of course, not to play coy, but I, I truthfully believe if he's leaving AEW, he has uh, a significant opportunity uh, for him and his family that's probably going to be fairly sized, you know, transformative. So I would imagine his destination's uh, probably, you know, looking like, I would imagine WWE, but. We'll see. With Cody, you never know. Maybe hey, he started. He really started this this endeavor with AEW in a lot of ways. He's very dangerous. You know, he could certainly do that for another uh, billionaire. You never know. Don't know why he can't make a stop there at BN Sports, but that's just me. <laughs> um, so uh, you have a, a show taking place in Charlotte on February twenty sixth. Right. Super fight tickets still available for that. By the way. Yes, you can go. It's our Charlotte debut next Friday at the Grady Cole Center, the uh, hallowed grounds of, of Jim Crockett promotions of yesteryear. People don't realize that that was the arena that hosted some of the great all-time classics of the 80s if you were watching TBS Wrestling back then. You had uh, great matches with the Rock and Roll Express, Dusty, Magnum, Ricky Steamboat really emerged as a, a national player. Wrestling at the Grady Cole Center. They've been hosting wrestling for seven years. Very similar to Cicero Stadium, right? We have these mm-hmm. great legacy arenas we like to run. And so there's a lot of ghosts in those hallways. And uh, we're excited to 
bring MLW Charlotte and have a TV taping there featuring uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as a guest matchmaker. We'll see how Cesar Duran. Many remember him from his days at Lucha Underground as uh, Dario Cueto. Oh, yes. We'll see how, how Ricky Steamboat and Cesar uh, work out their, their differences behind the scenes. Uh, but we'll have the debut of Ricky Morton and his son, Kerry Morton. So, again, we're so big on legacies from the Von Erics in the past. We've had the Anuai family, the Samoan family, of course, with Sam Wu and his son Lance, and, of course, with Jacob Fat too. So uh, the multi-generational wrestling families competing in MLW has always just gone together like uh, peanut butter and jelly for us. So uh, we're going to have the Mortons out there next week. We're going to have David Richards versus Alex Hammerstone in a world title fight. David Richards is undefeated since debuting in MLW last summer. He won the Opera Cup, and uh, he's the number one ranked man in the land. So this will be probably Hammerstone's going to be in deep waters against a world-class technician, a former world champion in Ring of Honor. He's done it all. Uh, and he'd be a very, a very impressive world champion. So that match goes down to Charlotte next Saturday night at Superfight. Somehow, some way, you're going to get Steamboat for one more run. He's going to is he is he bringing his boots, brother? Is he bringing his boots, brother? That's why I want you to know. I do know that he has ironed the red gi. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I was like, I would like to see that. Just one more run with Steamboat. That drag, man. There's nothing quite like it. I, man, I always look back in the mid '90s and I'm like, he just left right before the Monday Night Wars. Now oh. the business was changing so fast then, but man, I would have, what I wouldn't have given to see him during that era uh pick a company right it yeah. would have been you can just it's a pick and with the matches you could have had i mean but i all these years later i remember his his rivalries with rick flair with savage with rick roots and rick root i was just talking to someone this morning about the great angles they did in chicago 92 93 where steamboat uh got beaten into the steps the concrete steps in chicago mm-hmm. and it was such a great angle and and chicago just hosted some of the most memorable matches including steamboat and flair so it's 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 such a great place for wrestling uh if you want to check out wrestling chicago the energy the atmosphere the fans it's just it's you can't beat it um and, and this is the first time i've asked you about enzo and being part of mlw <laughs> um feels like a, a different enzo as far as what i see from him on on video uh, he will be taking on Casey Navarro, a very strong independent talent that I've seen right. several times, uh, once in person. What do you think of Enzo, though, uh, this iteration of Enzo with MLW? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where he's evolved. I mean, he's really hit the gym. He's been training a lot in boxing. And, you know, he's, he's the, not the same guy you remember that would do a lot of shtick on the mic. He's taken this seriously like a prize fighter. And, you know, his, his rivalry with, with Casey's kind of been an indication of that. He, he put him in the razor's edge and, and post him, literally, on the ring post outside the ring. Uh, you know, he's got a killer instinct now that you probably didn't see a few years ago when he was more, I think, probably would label him as an entertainer. entertainer. He, he sees himself as a fighter, and he's been putting in the work in Jersey in the gym, which I believe he owns, and uh, he's committed. You look at his Instagram, the dude is, is jacked now. Mm-hmm. Totally, he's, got, he's undergone a trans- transformation, and I love it. Uh, Richard Holiday. Uh, <laughs> you know, I saw that Richard Holiday did wrestle, yeah. was it one or two years ago in Puerto Rico, and was their champion, correct, in Puerto Rico? Yes, he was the IWA Caribbean champion uh, under questionable circumstances, defeating Safio Vega, yes. and then defended the title regularly. In Puerto Rico, I I will tell you this, and as an old school wrestling fan like like you, you would know this. If Richard Holiday wrestled in the era of Carlos Colon, when uh, D- when Dutch Mantel was booking it, 
I, I'm not sure if Richard could get a. I don't know if he'd be alive today. That's and that's a shoot. I don't. I don't know how he would survive being that character. Actually, character just being right. himself in Puerto Rico. The stories, the horror stories I hear about Puerto Rico. If you're a heel, they're chasing you and throwing you know bottles of piss at you. I mean that. I don't know yes, how that would work. Batteries, yeah. rocks, whatever <laughs> they got on hand, they're going to improvise and they're going to. They're going to make you run for that airport. What I mean, how, how about evolution? I mean, we already know what Richard Holiday has been in your company, but right. it just it just seems like this is a new guy. There's a number of wrestlers with almost a, a fresh coat of paint on them in this in 2022. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's important that wrestlers evolve, and you don't want to do anything too radical. But if you're if you stay the same for too long, look at Hogan in, in the mid '90s; it was like passe. And if he hadn't figured out Hollywood Hogan with the help of Eric Bischoff and Kevin Sullivan, you know, I don't know what, what he just you know it would continue to be people rejecting it. You have to evolve, and and the guys that don't, it, it, it people just lose interest. So. I think for, for all of our guys, the pandemic was a time to kind of experiment, self-reflect, find ways to adjust and enhance and, and level up. And, and for us, from our matchmaking, you know, some of it got, got, got delayed, but gave us a chance to really refocus and look at different guys and see wh- what's their trajectory. And sometimes there's some course corrections. Other times, like, okay, we see it. It's been there. Let's, let's now enrich it. Let's turbocharge this thing. And, and with Holiday... Uh, we saw something occur during the pandemic with our Pulp Fusion uh, digital shorts where Alicia and Holly just had undeniable chemistry. And then we started seeing comments on social media and on YouTube. Well, look at these guys. Are they dating? What's going on with these two? So there was also a theory that they're brother and sister. I don't know. I'm not doing the 23andMe <laughs> uh, DNA test. But, oh, no. you know, I, I, I think we, we saw something. We, we didn't really ever think – we're going to go and then we're like wow these two are interesting so we started having them do interviews more backstage and uh she started to kind of become the de facto scoop exclusive interviewer for for the dynasty and then you started to see a relationship develop and and sometimes in wrestling when it is real it's undeniable and and people really see it for what it is and you go with it all right court Richard Holiday, to me, his persona works in any generation over the last, yeah. I'd say, 40. For me. I've mm-hmm. seen classic heels, again, watching wrestling from the late 70s as a, as a small child to where we are right now. They're, I mean, guys like Richard Holiday can, can get themselves over with their persona. You, yeah. you want to see them get beat down. Who does he remind you in wrestling's past? Well, you know, this, this, this feels a lot, you know, because it's, it's kind of like reality reflecting on um, wrestling. And it's, it's always, it hits me from when I was at WWE and with Edge and Lita. And it had like this unique couple that were very much a real couple. And then you see them do their thing out there in the arenas. And it's like, uh, it's undeniable what you got. Uh, and I see a lot of the same qualities in Edge in certain ways. Uh, to 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 Richard, I also see a bit of Rick Martel from a certain period. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two guys that I kind of often float around in my mind. A little bit of Gino from from World Class. Um, those are kind of, I guess if I had to like list the three people that I instantly think of, probably those three. Ah, uh, you you nailed it. I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down Gino Hernandez. 
<laughs> well, I was covering my bases for sure. I can just name one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wrote down and I circled it. Gino Hernandez. Gino legit went out there on NWA TV and showed, and of course, that you, you know, the technology was so different. He had a photo album with him and Farrah Fawcett in 83. Have you seen this? <laughs> Have you seen I've this? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. It's all, oh, it's on YouTube. He comes out there with it, a photo album saying, Gordon yeah. Soley, here are the women that I hang out with. And he flips open these pictures of him and Farrah <laughs> Fawcett, like legit. This is not like, you know, Flair Liz, where they just kind of put to, the picture together in 91 to make it seem like <laughs> right. they're together at the pool. No, like this is like, it was legit. Gino and Farrah Fawcett in 83, I'm like, he's so much like Gino. Gino, to me, is just yeah. saying yeah. this is, you know, your mentor, Gary Hart, was around Gino so often. And so, you know, Gary knew about him. But this is who he reminds me of, just an arrogant heel. Uh, you can put him anywhere in the press, and he'll just be the same person. He's unflappable. And it's just amazing. Yeah, and you know what I love, too, is, like, he can back it up. You know, he he, he kind of talks about rarefied air, and he kind of says he comes from a uh, affluent background and he does and it just makes you hate him a little more that he played college football and has it before you know has a degree and is you know pretty well off so it's like again it's a reflection of reality and it's like you you can't cast that you can't you can't just say okay you're gonna play this role this is what you're gonna be this guy knows what he is he's comfortable in his skin and he can pull in from reality and use that in wrestling that's that's when these guys are at their best. Like when Flair was on top and he was wheeling and dealing and he was the man staying up all night. That was, that was the real guy. And then I think that resonates with the fans. I mean, now more than ever too, I think fans are so sophisticated and this is the era of authenticity. So if you feel and you resonate as authentic, they're going to buy in. If you're really trying to play something that's not true to you, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to reject it. Again, one of the original proprietors of the forbidden door. And by the way, uh, if you see Mickey James in MLW, Court actually wants Mickey James. Um, so don't forget, <laughs> if she ever comes to that door, she, I, actually Court actually does want Mickey James. If that was the case, um, I, again, you're going to get me involved with some sort of tortious interference. I was just saying how I'm very concerned about that kind of thing. Come on, man. Like a <laughs> just, I'm just saying some companies just you know add on people just to you know just to put on airs. Um, so anyway, uh, again, the big news, July 16th at the uh, at Cicero Stadium. It's coming back. MLW is coming back to Chicago. Tuesday, March 1st, 10 a.m. That's when tickets go on sale. Chicago, you know how much you love MLW. Check it out. July 16th. That's going to be a big show. And you said t- the television cameras will be rolling, right? Yeah, big TV taping for this one. Set a reminder, MLWGo.com is the website. Tuesday, March 1st at 10 a.m., and hey, tickets starting at $10. You can bring your family, even the family you don't like, you can bring them along just feeling generous because it's $10, cheaper than going to the movies. As always, I appreciate your time. Big news. Welcome home, Court Bauer. You're back home in Chicago. MLW is back on July 16th. Thanks for having me.